Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. One of the items that's been in the news lately, of course, is the tragic collapse of a condominium just outside of Miami, Florida. We have as a special guest, Fred Schaefer of the Schaefer Group Consulting. Uh, Fred is a uh, an engineer by trade. I'm a registered professional engineer in Ohio and Florida. I've been registered engineer in Florida since 1980. I actually moved to Florida in 1985. And from 1985 to around 2005, I was actively involved in the industry of the, the, these condominiums where we do engineering surveys, you monitor the damage or distress, the, the health of the building, as it were. And then we would write the specifications for any repair. We would oversee the contractors doing the specifications, not oversee, but we would administer the contracts of the contractors doing the repair work and certify, you know, certify that the repairs were done properly according to the uh, standards published by the American Concrete Institute and the uh, various building codes over the years and, and areas. So uh, I've seen just about every type of building construction along the coast there is. I am extremely familiar with this type of building this type of construction and it's very commonly used for economic reasons it's cheap to put up that that's what it, why it uh, is used so much but uh, I've, I've got a lot of experience working with these things Fred I, I called you uh, out of the blue we haven't chatted in a while and said Fred what do you think of what happened with the condo and you have some very definitive thoughts on what happened in the immediate aftermath, there was uh, the reports and some still photos, which um, once I saw the overall appearance of the building, it, there were several indicators to me that it's a very common type of construction along uh, coastal southeastern United States. And it's basically a concrete frame. My first reaction to that was that it was the result of uh, deterioration of the concrete, which is endemic throughout the whole southeastern United States. It's a matter of uh, the way the buildings were constructed and environmental conditions that they're in, being on the uh, ocean front. The buildings are subjected to a pretty harsh environment in the uh, wind and the water, waves, the salt air, the salt contamination a lot of other factors due to the high humidity environment, including biological factors. So my first inclination was that this was a, the end result of lack of maintenance. Shortly after that was when the video from the adjacent property was presented on TV and I, I could watch the pro progress of the collapse. And that is a very, very significant item to me that that camera is very important first of all let me say i don't know the actual answer to this you know what what specifically cost it um i my experience leads me to a number of possible you know, possibilities and leads me to understand the various conditions that contributed to what happened 
the, and especially the severity of this collapse. The, the important thing to me on the video was the fact that it was obvious that the building collapsed from the top down. Now, if you look at, for example, some of the videos of a controlled implosion on a building where they you know, blow the building down, the, uh, the, the engineers who design those systems um, weaken the structure first and then they uh, use the explosives to cut through the structure and they go from the bottom up. So you, when you see the building collapse, you know, the bottom blows out then the second floor, then the third floor, then the fourth floor, and the thing folds in on itself. This one is very apparent to me that it was the roof went first. And then it hit the top floor, the top floor hit the second top floor and cascaded down in the middle of the building. And then that drug the Eastern tower down with it. And uh, my speculation is the reason the, west, the rest of the building didn't collapse is right there, it's kind of an L shape. And right there at the corner was the uh, elevator core and stairs. So that was a heavily reinforced element in the, uh, in the structure. So that prevented the rest of the building from collapsing. Uh, so that tells me that the failure started in the building structure itself. There's speculation about foundation settlements and the island sinking and and uh, the latest one that I heard this morning, they were trying to say that it was deterioration of the pool deck, which the building, as I said, is an L shape and the southwest quadrant of the property was a pool deck, which had a parking garage under it. And the engineer report that they had said there was a leakage there and could cause deterioration that. And the commentators on TV speculated that the People were saying that well, the pool deck collapsed and drug the rest of the building down. Uh, there, that's highly unlikely, highly unlikely, because because of the sequence of, of collapse and also a number of structural factors in the design of these buildings that makes that, um, in my opinion, except highly unlikely that that would be the cause. Fred, I, I think, you know, one of the things to point out is that we are speculating and uh, you are a, an engineer and you're a registered engineer and, and your, your opinion is valued. Uh, but it's just that at this point. I don't want to put you out there on a limb and, and in any way have folks say, well, uh, this person said this is what caused it. But um, it is your uh, observation, your opinion, uh, as what you have been doing for many, many years. And, and in, in particular, I know that when I saw some of the photographs of what appeared to be spalling, uh, I was like, wow, I know uh, a few things about spalling. And when this starts, it has to be addressed. Can you explain a little bit about the spalling? And then let's take a look at, at the, uh, the actual uh, structure itself. Okay, well, in general, uh, regardless of what the structure is, if it's made of concrete, it will have, almost exclusively, will have uh, embedded steel rods, high-strength steel rods in there called reinforcing. And concrete as a um, construction material has great properties when you compress it, push on it. And it has pretty good properties when you try to shear it, which is, you know, like uh, pull it two directions of different directions. But in tension, it uh, has very minimal properties. So um, 
hundreds of years ago, somebody figured out that if you embed steel, you know, this goes back to the 1800s. If you embed steel rods in the concrete, the steel will adhere to the concrete and then that will take up those tensile stresses. And so that greatly improved the ability of concrete structures to perform. These, these steel bars um, can be subject to corrosion, which then will uh, expand with a force of like of, on the order of 10,000 pounds per square inch. And that will basically, if that expands, it will force the concrete that is between the rebar and the outside of the structure to be pulled away and pop off. And that's called a spall when a, a, a chunk of concrete, which <clears throat> may be uh, one, one inch around or a foot around, <laughs> pops off the outside surface of a beam or a column or a slab and, and uh, exposes the uh, reinforcing steel directly to um, the outside air. Now, I, I know that there was an inspection of this building that uh, happened a few years back, and it did note that there were some issues with the building. Uh, you have had the opportunity to take a look at that uh, engineering report about the building. What did it say when you read that? And based upon reporting I'd heard and looking at the summary of the report, it seems like the reporting was fairly accurate. That, uh, and by the way, to preface this, the state of Florida requires this kind of an inspection by an architect, engineer, or a licensed contractor every four years on any building that is um, over five stories high. And every, at least every four, four years? years. Hmm? Every four years? Every four years. And so this was, they were just in the process of engaging somebody for, my sources down there told me they were in the process of engaging the uh, engineer or contractor to do the second, the next year study. So this study was done four years ago. And um, the uh, <clears throat> study basically um, outlined a pretty serious condition with a lot of deterioration, a lot of spalls. Before the concrete actually pops off, you'll see cracks. So they're reporting numerous cracks in various parts of the building, top to bottom. And um, they recommended an immediate repair, or, or, or I didn't know if they used the word immediate, but they recommended a significant repair. Uh, not, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but it was apparently a very expensive repair effort. So um, that's what they recommended. and. Uh, apparently it was never followed up on. So there's no indication from anybody that I heard on the reporting that the repairs were done. So if, um, if the building was as serious as the report indicates, four years is a long time to go without a repair. Um, in my experience, dealing with various condos, now, I, I have done some in Broward County. I don't, maybe one or two in Dade County many years ago, Miami Dade. Uh, but uh, Broward County, most of my work was in Palm Beach County, with some up in, uh, in Martin County. So I covered quite a stretch of coastline over the years. And it's not unusual, in my experience, when you do the survey and you document the 
there's defects and you estimate the repair cost. And then you go to the board of directors and present your, the you know, board of directors and the general population who might be at the meeting. You present your findings and say, okay, this is what's wrong. This is what needs to be done. And it's going to cost you X number of dollars. And more often than not, one or more people will jump up and go, we can't afford that. We, that's ridiculous. We don't need to spend that kind of money. You know, this building's fine. And all I can do as the engineer is say, this is my recommendation. <clears throat> do with it what you, what you must. The coastal, south, eastern, southeastern coast of the United States from, you know, New York City to Brownsville, Texas is littered with thousands of these buildings that are constructed using the same construction materials and methods and design. And um, the, the reason it's done is for economics. Now, to explain that, if you built a conventional concrete building, say that building was just made out of conventional concrete construction, um, each floor would be roughly 12 to 14 inches thick to have beams and slabs and supporting members. The way that those were designed and built is what's called a post-tension concrete slab. And um, by using that system, you can reduce that um, floor thickness from 12 to 16 inches down to six inches. So basically you're gaining 12 inches each floor. Every floor you gain a floor, every eight floors you gain a floor. So that's, you know, if you have 12 units per floor, that's 12 more condos to sell every eight stories. You have a 16 store, you've got 24 condos to sell. So that's the economics involved. The, the problem with this particular type of construction in the coastal environment is the ends of these cables that are sticking, they're right on the edge of the slab, they are exposed to corrosion. So if the end where, where the clamp is corrodes, the cable can let go either slowly over time or suddenly pop. And um, if you lose, the, the cables are singular or in bunches, maybe. And, and from what I saw at the point of collapse on the photographs, there was about eight cables running through that joint, that, that part of the building. If one or you know, one failure probably wouldn't have resulted in collapse. The second failure, get niffy. Third one, I would say most likely would have, you know, caused a failure. So, um, you, the, the problem with, as I said earlier, when they fail, they tend to fail catastrophically. You lose the support of uh, these cables. It's the equivalent of having a concrete slab supported by a steel beam and suddenly cutting through the steel beam. It's, it's effectively the same thing. So the slab collapsed and it fell down and hit the floor of the top floor, which is, I guess is the 12th. So it hits the 12th floor. Well, the 12th floor isn't designed to take that kind of load. So it fails. It's the 11th and, you know, there's your dominoes going. That's kind of the theoretical model for how this thing happens. Again, I don't know at this point, what the exact uh, cause was, but the 
the video, the sequence of collapse and everything, to me, strongly indicates that it was a failure of the post-tensioning system in the roof. Uh, and there's been speculation about settlement of uh, the ground and the island sinking and all that. Well, these buildings along the coast are mandated by code to have what's called a piling, which is like a concrete column drilled down in the sand all the way down to the rock. So basically, even if the island washed away, the building would still be standing. So the idea that the building was actually sinking, if the building had the piling that it, I would expect to be there, then, then it would not be sinking. As to the pool deck, every building I've ever seen <clears throat> like this and every building I've ever designed like this, that pool deck is not rigidly tied to the building structure. It sits on a series of ledges or uh, braces or it's completely independent with its own columns. So if the pool deck collapsed, it would have no, no effect on the main building structure. Again, I did not see the building plans for this building. I, you know, anything is possible, but I've never seen myself a case where the plaza deck like that was rigidly connected to the building. Well, our, our hearts go out to all who have lost loved ones or uh, who have loved ones that have yet to, to be discovered. Uh, it does not look good at this point, but many who are living in similar condominium structures in South Florida, up the east coast of Florida, the west coast of Florida, all of the areas that are coastal construction zones with similar type buildings now have a big question mark. Could this happen again? And I think that you have had some thoughts for many years of this is not a question of if, but when. Yeah, that's correct, Sam. You, know, you and I were um, going around with this in the early 2000s. And um, this was when I, um, from the mid 80s up to the early, you know, early 2000s, when I was involved in, in doing this work, a number of issues kept nagging at me, you know, the, the, the repairs, the way they're done and things like this and the conditions of the buildings and, and the weaknesses, the, the um, vulnerabilities in them, in the design, things like this. And there, there's, it's not exclusively in a post-tension concrete building. Each type of structure has its own inherent um, strengths and weaknesses. Our special thanks to Fred Schaefer for contributing to this special episode of the Great American Senior Show. We leave you with our thoughts and prayers for those who are missing and the families who are grieving. On our next program with Fred Schaefer, we'll look at some other details of what has happened. I'm Sam Yates with the Great American Senior Show, and that's the way this program ends.